This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. He won't need to perform any death-defying stunts to do this podcast, Ryan Nelson. Justin, we're back to the 90s. Russian subs are the main plot of action movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. We well, are exactly. back, baby. I was like, oh, yeah, we, we, we're doing Russians again in this. It wasn't quite as... It, and Russian subs. Oh, yeah, yeah Russian subs. Like, yeah, it wasn't multiple quite... Multiple movies in the 90s, and that was the, the plot point. Yeah, the actual sub itself wasn't quite the focus of it, so I was a little surprised, a little disappointed in that, but nevertheless. No, so. it, it's, it's going to be the second movie. That's right. So, uh, if you've been listening to podcasts who started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making it as a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the seventh film in the Mission Impossible franchise, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, if you are new or you're regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get the show ad-free. It doesn't matter which level you sign up for. Three, five, ten, or $20 level. All four levels do get you the show ad-free. There are other benefits for it as well, and we're going to give you a little bit of a preview of some of those benefits for those of you who might be on the fence. Uh, later on this week and uh, into early next week, I'll talk about those later. But... Um, yeah, so if you want any, if you want ad free access, you can go to Patreon, sign up, and get ad free access. You can also get some of our bonus episodes. Uh, like I said, we'll be giving you some previews of those a little bit later on this week. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do so. Send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com, and you can send us any thoughts, any questions, or any comments that you might have, or anything else that you would just like to see us to record. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so this is, like I said at the top of the show, this is the seventh Mission Impossible film. It is started in 1996, I think, if, the, if I'm doing the math correct. That's when That's the right. first one came out. So we're going on 27 years of Mission Impossible films. Um, 
Obviously, this one is coming with a. Uh, it's the it's it's the second film. Well, it's the first film since Tom Cruise did uh, Mission uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick. So we've got it's got high expectations coming in. What are your general thoughts coming out of the theater on this one? He did it again. He did it again. I'm this not as convinced. I'm not oh, as convinced. I, not. I think this is my favorite movie of the year. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's not close to me. It is an absolute delight. That car chase through Venice. Oh yeah, that's absolutely fun. incredible. I, I, Haley Atwell, out of nowhere, steals this movie. Yeah, she's she really was good. such a delight. Yeah, she's good. I, I, like I her. love this movie. I, I did not think it was going to be like this. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, uh, I, you listened to the Midnight Boys, didn't you? No, I, I haven't listened to them yet. I haven't listened to any, uh, any okay. podcasts on it yet. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I don't see. I, I can't wait to hear why because I, I this one, I watch Fallout, and the plot of that is hard to keep up with. The, I thought this one was harder. Yeah, for me, it's it's, really? a, it's middle of the road. Yeah, look, here's my problem with this. I had real serious issues with the villain because uh, the villain is supposed to be the AI, which yeah, yeah. I get. The villain is supposed to be, get the AI, but you also have like when your villain is your AI, like. I've seen this done before. I've seen it done well because I've seen the Terminator movies. Because when the villain is the AI, mm-hmm. which is Skynet, what comes hunting and what comes after your 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 heroes, your your protagonists. Are robots or machines or something like that so this sends another person after me so i'm having a really hard time buying into this this ai is this big bad villain uh that's supposed to be like the the issue of the work because i like i don't know what it can do all we can do is we hear them talk about well, it. we know we saw multiple times what he could do he kept shutting down their missions he made things more difficult and that's like i said that's just but any person could do that as well. Like I said, I don't have. I'm. I don't buy into this. This. This villain. There are better ways to do AI as a villain. I just really play, like. I said, yeah. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I, I like this movie. I do. I do like it. But I don't just love it like I've loved some of the previous Mission Impossible films. Um, and the, the other issue. That's not even my main issue with this. My main issue with this film is it is three hours long, and it is going. Not only is it three hours long. We're going to get another three-hour-long movie on this thing. We did the same thing with the Spider-Man cartoon for kids. Yeah, I know, but like I said... And and this one at least gave you you a nice break. Spider-Man into the... uh, Across the Spider Verse just ends. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fine with they both just end because I mean it just ends with it going and saying, "Yeah, All right, but we got like the key. this gives you a, a better like moving forward." I thought they ended See, better. I, in this I, thought, I thought Spider Verse ended better because like you could a typical Mission Impossible film could have gotten the key and gotten to the submarine all within three hours. They easily could have done that. I mean, of course they. No, I, you know I don't like these two and a half hour movies. Right. I, I'm I'm a forty something year old man. I have right. to pee at least once <laughs> during the movie. But like, I I don't see any difference between this, Gardens of the Galaxy, and Spider Man at, at the time length. I'm loving that's to me one. It's it's longer. That's one thing. But also I'm just not as invested in the story because I don't. Uh, the story is fine. It's one of the worst to me. It's one of the worst stories that they have have had going in a Mission Impossible film. If, if I have to care about the story, that's a problem. You have to care about this one. I mean, we've got in, for example, I mean, in the AI of it all is what is it. I really have a hard time with that, with this being the AI, just yeah. be, because, yeah. I mean, the AI throws a rave. I mean, 
I'm like, okay, are we, what are we doing here with with the AI throwing a rave? Like, and it's because they're trying to make it more humane. And, uh, another issue I have is I don't understand, you know, what the AI like. He wants obviously he doesn't want to be caught by. He doesn't want. I, I don't understand why everybody else wants the AI because if the AI is so powerful, they if you get the AI, you have to use a little brain. You have to really shut your brain off because if these other countries that are searching for the key, if they get it, they the AI is just going to take them over. And like that's the hard part. Like these who are well, being they believe they believe if they get the key and get to the source code, they can take it over. I mean, like. And that's, Are that's you what, telling me you don't believe countries would try to take over AI to, to have power over I, everyone I else? Think My most, God, I, I've I think, seen this. I think most people would be trying to destroy it. I don't think it would be this mad. I think there would be. I think there would be more of an effort to destroy it than there is just by this one guy in the entire yeah. planet. And that's yeah, the part yeah, that yeah. I have a hard time with. Is okay, there, I, I I could buy that part of it because, sure. like I said, because I think there's a lot of. I think there would be a rush for people to try to get it to try to use it. I think that's yeah. definitely true. But I think there would also be a greater rushed by other people involved like so because the only person trying to destroy at this point is one guy that's ethan hunt yeah and there should be more trying out out there trying to get rid of this thing and like i said this is the hard part that i'm having with like and i understand the villains and all the other previews like i understand henry cavill i understood philip seymour hoffman i got those villains that like even if their their plots were convoluted because pretty much all the mission plots impossible plots are are convoluted but I at least understand them. I can't. I don't understand the AI because it can't talk. It can't tell me a whole lot, and that's the part of this that I just really, really struggle with. Now, look, it's an incredibly fun movie. Don't don't get me wrong. I had a, I had a really good time. Like I said, I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I just did not love it like I loved some of the previous ones. Uh, but uh, I did think it was fun. Uh, I'm I'm starting to wonder if we're, if we're jumping the shark with Tom Cruise running. Uh, like, oh my God, man, come on. I mean, look, they, look, they do it just to do it a couple of times. Well, like, they do it every every movie he's ever but been But it in. normally has a reason. Like, the, the at the beginning, he's running on top of the airport. Like, okay, well, where are you running escaping. to? That I was know, cool, but, though. But where was he that going? was a funny scene. Where was he going he was, to? He was, well, yeah, I don't know where he went that's to. What that's, what that's, what say. that's why I'm saying he's starting that to jump like the shark. Catch, that was like, catch me if you can. Like, uh, shout out Shea Wiggum. Anytime I see him in a movie, it's much better. He, I, he is in like everything I've been watching of late. But like, I love how he's looking for you know Hunt, and then you see Hunt running I mean, on that top was of funny, the. Don't get me wrong. But like fun. I said, I was like, but I was kept waiting for like to see him. Like, okay, where is he running to? And then it yeah, just goes yeah, away. I don't know. Well, that's always with these movies. How the hell do they get around? Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> well, they're wanted. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know. But that's any action movie. Like John Wick. I don't know how he gets around. Like right. next thing you know, he's in Japan. Next thing you know, he's in New York. And this goes back to like I said, and this is one of the things you and I are, are a little bit different in this because you are a like for me i am such a i'm such a mark for comic book movies and sci-fi stuff and therefore you know i will i will forgive a lot of the stuff that goes on in some of those you are a mark for this type of film this is this is this is your this is your genre uh and i like and i like action movies i don't typically love them and that's one of the things because there are so much plot stuff that i'm just like gosh what what are we doing here uh like i said i still like this movie i I had a lot of fun in it uh i just didn't love it like i said it's probably a middle of the road mission impossible film for me it's not definitely it's oh it's not the top of the list for me serious yeah 
it's it's probably after it's probably third probably because the fallout is still my favorite okay, okay. uh ghost protocol is probably I guess, second. I, would, I guess when you said middle of the road i thought you were talking like towards the bottom no no it's probably third or no, fourth no, no. uh yeah, yeah. it's probably I, third I, or fourth I, yeah yeah uh I, I do have something funny to bring up how pissed was tom cruise when that damn titan so submarine imploded in everyone oh, you couldn't find anything it's about a submarine that was the first thing i thought of when i saw the submarine we laughed so hard i could just see tom cruise ranting like his tropic thunder yeah. character are you kidding me <laughs> yeah that was one of the first things i thought about when i saw this like oh we're doing a submarine i was like i, I know they have they have no control over over the yeah. recent events that have uh, that have plagued our society but. like it was crazy like the plot points were like ai is all over the right. world and all over right now, especially with the right. actors, you know, strike and then the submarine imploding. I was yeah. like, man, how weird! Multiple plot points are really going on, you yeah. know, you know, right now. It's yeah, crazy. Oh, the other thing, I, let me the the thing that I just cannot stand about this film. Let me go ahead and get my last rant about it. They killed Rebecca Ferguson's character. I know they're doing it to bring yeah. Haley Atwell's character. Yeah. I hate the decision to kill her character. And I also yeah. thought it affected Rebecca F- Ferguson's performance. I mean, there are times she just looks bored. Like it's. I wonder if she left on her own. Well, I don't know. And that's what I don't know about the yeah. the making of this or the decision-making yeah. process of it. Or if they decided or if they came to a mutual decision since she's in silo now that they want to. she's in Dune. She may have been that's busy because right, like Jeremy like Renner was supposed to be in Fallout, but he decided not to join because he was busy with other stuff. So right. I wonder if she did it similar. Yeah, I mean, wonder. I agree. I, she was such a nice part of these last few movies. Right. I, I hated to see her go. Yeah, that was one. Of, that was one of the decisions I just absolutely hate. Now, look, Haley Atwell's fantastic. I'll, I'll tell you she what. was so good. Well, let's go, I've kind of gotten my complaints out of it. So, like I said, those were my big complaints. I, I struggle with the villain. I, there are some. There are some other little minor quibbles I'll have that we'll talk about later on. But let's go ahead and get into just my just where I like this movie and why I thought it was good. All right, so. Like I said, I did like the movie. I, I, I did. There, I had some issues with it. There are no questions about that. I thought it was, uh, but I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was good. So let's just kind of get into just the general overview of this film. If you are, if you need a plot explanation, let's kind of get into that a little bit real quick. So the general idea of this is there is a. It starts with this submarine, and they're talking about this AI that they have instituted into it, and basically things are going really well for it, but the AI like it tricks the sub. Into to like firing upon itself uh and when it fires upon itself uh, it ends up sinking the ship uh the people who are on board who have control of the key that like gives them access to the ai uh they all end up dying and it's now this big mad rush to get the key so that if you can get the key you can then eventually get to the ai and hopefully either control it or destroy it or whatever it is that you plan to do and that's what the whole that's that's the mcguffin the key is the mcguffin of this thing right uh and, and let, let's just stop right here real quick is this the first Mission Impossible movie that Tom Cruise wasn't in the first scene? And like, because, you know, it was a long, yeah. usually he's involved in the first scene. Usually the first scene in these movies is about 15 minutes and then right. he's all over it. This is, I think, the first one. He uh, There may be another one. I, mean, yeah, I'm to think. I, I didn't go back. <laughs> But like, I think you may be right though. I think that I think yeah. very much could be the case. So, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is. You make a good point. I even think about that when I was watching it. I, I felt like this movie. He, he kind of 
gave people opportunities more than he has in some of the other movies. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. think so. I, th- I, I can see that. I mean, he gives Haley Atwell a lot Haley of room. Haley Atwell a lot. Yeah. A, a lot of room. Uh, I think Paul Clementif and Vanessa Kirby as well. Yeah, and we'll talk about them here in just a little bit because those are, those are some people that, are, that was really I really enjoyed. The, the females yeah. in this in this film are fantastic. They rock. Yeah. They rock. They were absolutely fantastic. So, uh, but the, so we're trying to get the key. That's the whole point is that we're trying to get the key. I, I came into this. I didn't know what the plot was. I, I'd seen some trailers. I didn't yeah. know we were doing an AI plot. Uh, I didn't know that we were doing. And honestly, we're not even really doing the AI plot yet. Just yet, we're doing the the key, and that's the that's the, yeah. the thing that they're all hunting and trying to get after here in this first film is just getting to this key. Uh, but this. But the opening that they have with this film is pretty is is really fun. It's really rock solid. You've got obviously Tom Cruise, Ming Rames, and Simon Pegg playing all their characters, and they're trying to plot out how they're going to to get this key. And they've got everything plotted out that they're going to be going to this airport. Uh, and the airport scene is just a lot of fun. Uh, we also was Kidridge in the last one. I don't remember. He's only in the first movie. That's what I thought. I, I was like, they brought yeah. him back for this, correct? Yes. Okay, that's yes. what I thought. I was like, I don't remember seeing him in any of the previous ones. And so yeah. I, I was trying to remember, like, did they bring him back for this? But yeah, so they, because they, they're recreating like that, the, one of the scenes from the very first one, mm-hmm. when like you have that, those close ups of their faces where they're going back and forth, back and forth to, right. to each other. Uh, I thought that was a really nice little touch they were doing because that was, that was part of the very first Mission Impossible film. And which really neat. made it so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. Uh, one of the things that I thought that was just kind of, I wish I had not known this going into is I felt it. Uh, one of the things I, I I knew going into it, this thing got stopped and restarted like three or four times because of COVID. Uh, they had a lot of COVID issues yeah, on this. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I said, I hate that if I hadn't known this, I probably would not have noticed. But there were a lot of scenes where it felt like you had actors by themselves, like Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. I don't know that... There's only a couple of times I've really, I'm 100% positive they were in the same room with each other uh, because you don't see them on screen together. And mm. I think that affected their performance a few times. You know, I didn't, I didn't notice that. I, I, like I said, because I knew that this was, this was, had some COVID issues, I noticed this a lot. I, and I was even wondering in that opening scene where you've got Carrie Elvis, uh, I can't remember the name of his character, and when you got Kittredge and you had all those other government officials. Yeah. Like, Rob, shout out Rob Delaney, comedian. Oh, yeah. Know. I was like Rob Delaney. I started laughing when I saw it. Yeah, like that. Those scenes, like you almost only see each individual actor when they're talking. Yeah. You rarely see them in the actual but I room. Thought, you know what? You may be right, but and that may be why they did that homage back to the first movie, it which how they showed them. Mm-hmm. And that's smart. It's smart. It's like, a smart way to do it. Like I said, I felt it in the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah you're right. I didn't feel this because maybe I've gotten used to it because it was so obvious in so many shows we've watched. Yeah, it's been obvious in a lot of the shows that we've watched, but I felt it yeah. in this one. And I, we yeah, yeah. we were slowly starting to get away from it mm-hmm. because we we got a better handle on COVID uh, right. now. But like well, said, they've gotten rid of the protocols as well. Yes, and I don't know when, how long it took when this film was completely filmed. It started in 2020. I say I think it was started around the time that COVID broke out. So uh, I, I'll be I'll be happy when we get past all the COVID protocols. Yeah. And films because like i said i felt a little bit in this one but Mm -hmm. um i can see that uh but like i said the way that they do this airport scene i think is really good i thought the airport scene was 
was really in, intriguing. It was really engaging. I thought the fact that Ving Rhames is sitting there like hacking into and hacking into the the, uh, the face recognition so that they yeah. can't recognize, uh, so they can't actually uh, get the correct face for, for Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt. I thought all that was really great. But this is also how we get introduced to Haley Atwell's uh, Grace. I was wondering if that was going to be her actual name. I guess it actually is. But yeah. she is an she is in the introduction of this character, and I thought she was fantastic. And the only thing I'm the only thing I don't like about her introduction, I feel like the reason they introduce her is because they're getting rid of Rebecca Ferguson's uh, Ilsa character. That's the only thing I don't like. But what do you think about uh, her introduction? I, I thought she was fantastic. Like I said, I, you could point to her still in the movie. She yeah. was just an absolute delight. You know. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. I, no. I know the you know the Marvel stuff, but I was looking at her IMD, IMDb, and I was like, man, she hasn't done as much as I thought she had. Like, right. I, she's done a lot of British TV. Let me just state that. But like, uh, she was so good. Like, how has she not been in action movies more? Yeah, and I think that's why people are starting. to... I think this is the first film that has looked at her career because she's done, she's done the cat. She did the uh, Agent Carter stuff on TV when yeah. uh, that only lasted for like a season or two. But she did obviously, yeah. she did that cameo in Multiverse of Madness where she played Captain Carter. Right. And I think people are starting to realize, okay, this is this girl could be an action hero. Look, she's forty one years old. Yeah. She doesn't look it. <laughs> no, she, no. she looks like you're in her late twenties or maybe thirty mm-hmm. at most. So when I when I saw them pairing, putting her in this film, I was like, is that really a good? choice for this because she's going to be so much younger than I looked up her age like oh she's 41 and look Tom Cruise is still a good bit older than her I think yeah, he's like yeah, 59 yeah. but oh he's 60 oh is he 60 okay yeah. uh, but he's still a good bit older but it's not as, it's, the age gap is not quite because they uh, they'll put some romantic stuff into this eventually for her I would yeah. I would assume but but yeah she's really she can play an action role I and mean, that's one of the things I've, I was I thought that was a really smart decision to get her for this because she has been completely underutilized. She's mm-hmm. absolutely, she's an absolutely incredible actress. She looks amazing. Uh, I mean, how she hasn't taken off up until this point is truly a mystery. And maybe this is what finally gets uh, it going for. I thought this, the car chase when she was driving and she was just so bad at it. Yes, that was fantastic. And she was just, she was just so funny. She had such comedic timing. Like you said, the action scene, she looked great. Right. I, I just, I really think she stole the movie. Yeah, she was, like, she was I, fantastic. I was, I was shocked by her. Because when I saw she was in this, I was like, oh, okay. I can, you know, we're always adding people. Why right. not add her? And I, I was even, like, well. I didn't even know she was in it. Like I said, I didn't, I haven't paid that much attention to the trailers. I was looking forward to the film. Uh, but I, I haven't paid that much attention to the trailers because I mean, look if you don't know what a Mission Impossible film is going to be like I mean right. at this point well, the trailer doesn't make it look like she's going to be the second lead right I, like I said so I, I saw a trailer for it but I didn't have paid attention to it I didn't notice it that she was even in it so like I said I was really surprised that she was in it and I've, I've been a fan of hers because I've seen her do mm-hmm. other stuff so I was really I was really pleased to see her in this film and she like like I said she was she was absolutely superb she she did a, she did a really good job of of showing like like when she needed to show that she could be vulnerable like oh I'm so I'm so so pitiful I'm just a teacher like when she was yeah. arrested I thought that she did a really good job of, and just showing this vulnerability that she did 
actually was not actually all that vulnerable in. Uh, right. And just the toughness that she needed at certain times to play the character that she needed, she, she pulled that off really well. I thought she was an absolute fantastic addition to it, and I thought she worked really well, like I said. But I, the only thing I don't like is it really feels like they bring her in because they knew they were going to get rid of Rebecca Ferguson's yeah. character. And that's the only thing, issue I have with it. That, though, I thought she yeah. was great. Uh, no, I think that I think that's fair, and I just wonder if we'll ever find out if Rebecca Ferguson wanted to leave or not. I'm sure that will come out. I'm sure that will be something that she'll yeah. because people people will ask her about it in interviews now that the the film yeah. is out. You know, was this your plan? Was it written in? What? How did they come to this decision? I'm sure that they will. That yeah. all that information will come out. But um, the, the other female, one of the other females they introduced in this is Palm Clementine. She has very little to say in this. Her character name is Paris. She says very, very little, but man, I loved her character. And she is one of the, now of the villains, she was the one I really liked and really bought into because yeah. Issa Morales, I, I, I'll be real honest, I, I was really unimpressed with him. But Wow, I thought he was good. I thought. I, I just didn't think he was all that great. He wasn't. I was not. That I was, didn't find him menacing at all. I felt like if they. Oh, I, oh man! Now. The scenes where he was talking crap to to Tom Cruise about like how they you know had history. Yeah, see, I, I, I wasn't buying it all that much. I, I, like in okay. the backstory that they have with him, I don't get that either. Like, like he just kills this woman. We don't know who this woman is. That yeah, that that's kills. the one thing about having seven movies. I'm like, did we see this in the first movie? And, and we did. Like, I, we didn't. That's I, the I issue. Say, I was like, yeah, it's hard to really fully buy in on how upset Tom Cruise is about this when we've never seen this before. Right, and that, that's another part I was having a struggle with. Yeah. Is like, I was like, I know, like, I don't remember the Mission Impossible film, the first one, just like perfectly. But I remember this was not part of it. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are we doing here? So that was. Like I said, yeah, because Ethan Hunt was already agent. Yeah, that, he was already they, an agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, like I said, I was having, I was struggling with that part. But Palm Clementine, yeah. I thought she, she was, was great. incredible. Like I said, she doesn't say much. She just has like this sinister, this, this sinister smile on her mm-hmm. face most of the time. Uh, she's got a great and, sinister and, laugh. And so nice to see her without like a fake. <laughs> You know, where you can actually An see her beauty face on her? and like what she looks like. You know, <laughs> if you're not sure what we're talking about, uh, if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, Palm Clementine plays Mantis in the Guardians of the Galaxy film. So it was nice to actually. Which see she her. has stolen the last couple of movies of that as well. She's yes, been yes. fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it was nice to see her actually get to see mm-hmm. her face and see her show off. But it wasn't surprising at all to see that she that she was pulling off some of the the, the action sequences right. that she was pulling off. And let's just say stunt. Women's stunt work has come a long way because these women, the three leads, well, I would say, well, we don't really see Vanessa Kirby fight, but Grace, Elsa, and Paris look like they could with oh, any yeah. guy. They could. They, 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 do look, they do look that way. And, uh, and that's one of the things I think that it's, I'm hoping that we'll see a little bit more of in Silo when uh, the second season comes out. I'm hoping that they yeah. incorporate that a little bit. Look, there's not a lot of that in the book, but they they deviated from the book quite a bit anyway, so that you can deviate from the book if you want to give her some more action scenes. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to complain about that. So, uh, But yeah, Palm Clementine was, I thought she was fantastic. When she was driving that big SUV Hummer looking oh, thing, awesome. uh, chasing this little yeah. yellow, this little yellow Fiat around, uh, I guess it was, was it Rome that they were in? I'm trying to remember. What, what yeah, city? they were in Rome. Yeah. yeah, I loved the Fiat when, when they couldn't no, it was Venice. figure out it was the Venice, car. Venice. Oh, yeah, it was Venice because they were in the boats in the water. Yeah. But they were doing the circle and the Fiat 
And Calm Clemente was just looking at him like, what the <laughs> hell are they doing? <laughs> yes. What do I even do? She just sat there and just watched. It was that that was funny. Yeah, well, she couldn't get her car, she couldn't get her car restarted. That like I said, so it gave them an opportunity to just there kind of play yeah. it out for humors, which was a good which was a good decision on my part. But uh, she was fantastic. Uh, like I said, the the cash for the most part was really good. Uh, I liked. Again, I like the White Widow. This was, uh, what's her name? Curry. Vanessa Curry. Vanessa Curry. She's played this role before. Uh, she has been in these films. She has played this role. I think they used her a little bit better in this film than they used Absolutely. her in previous ones. Yeah. At least that was my thought. Well, I think she was only in the last movie, right? Was she only in the last one? I thought it was, I thought she was in another one. I can't remember. Uh, but... I thought they used her. I thought in the previous one yeah. she was just more of a bit character. In this one, she seems to have actually more of a of a thought out role, and she has seems to have right. more of a uh, a purpose in this. Uh, but again, she's another incredible. She looks good. Uh, she's not doesn't really do a whole lot of the action stuff that uh, the rest of the actresses do. But just as this kind of coy, uh, you know provocative uh femme fatale type character i thought that she was really really good yeah and did you realize that you know when there was the scene where she meets kittredge and they have a backstory I did. they were like oh i remember you as a young yes. child mm -hmm. so come to find out she is the daughter of vanessa redgrave's character in the first movie oh really oh, it was okay. an arms dealer oh okay well, that makes sense now I, I read that on wikipedia and i was like oh would have been nice if somehow they had like said that we, better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice if we kind of known that because I, I, they don't really give you that information. Like I said, no, they, no. they tell us that Kittredge has history with her, but they don't really right. they don't go into specifics about how it's Vanessa Redgrave supposed to be right, Vanessa Redgrave. Guys, daughter. it was twenty seven years ago. We don't remember the plot that well. That movie. <laughs> no, we don't. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's. I thought she was really good. Now. The stunts and the action are on this. This is why you come to a Mission oh, Impossible man. film, and, and yeah. they are fantastic. Uh, Tom Cruise, oh, look, Tom Cruise. I don't know what he's doing, but I, you know, it makes me think he, we all are. We are all wondering if he is trying to kill himself in the course of making a film because he does this in every Mission Impossible film, starting with the Ghost Protocol film, because you have the the scene where he is out on the big building, the Burg Khalifa, climbing. I think is what the name of it is, and he's climbing that, and they did that actually on the building. They did every, they, they filmed like seven days out there, and all of them, all but one day was actually on the building itself. They had actually built like a fake wall. Uh, they wanted to do all the filming on, but Tom was so insistent about doing it on that building that they ended up doing all but one day of shooting on the building. Uh, Rogue oh, Nation. Nice. He's got the he's got the scene. I think it was Rogue Nation where he's strapped to the, the to the to the plane. If that was that Rogue Nation. That's that sounds right. I think you're right on that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what what was the big oh the, that huge fallout. It, the, yeah, the fallout had a lot of them. The helicopter that he's falling from multiple times. Uh, you've got the scene in the bathroom where he's fighting yeah. Henry Cavill, where it looks like he is just like getting. His head busted against yeah. sinks all the time. Obviously, those wouldn't have been real sinks, but nevertheless, uh, there's tons of scenes in Fallout. And then you've got, look, in the big action sequence and the big set piece in, in this one is at the very end where they're trying to get onto the train. He doesn't, he, the, the thing that makes their fake face, I can't remember what that thing is called, but it stops working uh, while they're actually making the face that they're going to use for yeah. him. So he's got to find another way to get onto the train. Uh, 
and then it's, that's the big one is where he jumps off that mountain off of the, the motorcycle and he parachutes down into the train. Look, it looks absolutely fantastic. I, there is zero way I could ever do it because I hate heights, but oh, man, it looks too. incredible when he does it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So funny story. Uh, when he's driving up the mountain to do that stunt, uh, my theater uh, has a power surge because oh, of how hot it is <laughs> and how much air conditioning, and every theater stops. Oh, wow. I'll tweet a picture. It's him going up the mountain, and you see the lights come on, and the film stops. Oh, wow. So the the I would love to tell Tom Cruise, hey, I'm in a full theater, and your big <laughs> stunt got stopped because of a power surge. Oh, I wow. bet he would not be happy to hear that, but it was we laughed a lot because I was like, I know I'm going to see this stunt a hundred more times, so I, oh, I yeah. wasn't that upset about it. But it was just like of all times, right? Of all times, that's yeah. that's the one time you don't want it to, yeah. to actually happen. But uh, yeah, look, look, it looks fantastic, and it, it's not only it's not the last big stunt of it because the, you have all these other stunts where once the uh, once uh, Isai Morales' character, Gabriel, once yeah. he gets away, he uh, he sets off this bomb on this bridge, and the the train crashes into the bridge and you just slowly have one car after another just going off the edge and Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell, they're trying their best to get up uh, yeah. and try. And there's just every single time there's something different in their way. You have the, the kitchen car where they're there. They have the gas explosion. Uh, you've got the next car over, which has the, the baby grand piano in it. That's about to oh, crash. That was them. Uh, like I said, it's just one big, huge stunt piece after yeah. another. And it looks fantastic. And they do such a good job on this. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where they come up with the, these ideas, but and Tom Cruise does them all. I mean, he doesn't have a yeah. stunt person. He does all of his own stunts. Uh, just what do you think about that? Just real quick. What do you think about it's, him doing? I think he's insane. It comes off so well, though. What, I have to give them credit, though. All these movies, because I watched Fallout earlier this week, their stunts and CGI don't look not nearly as bad as the Marvel stuff does. No, they don't. I don't know they how do, they pull it off. They do a lot more practical stuff, and that's part of the part. That's part of the reason. I think that's probably yeah, and that's that's it, one of the reasons. It looks incredible. Like these action movies on Netflix look terrible. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean when Tom Cruise when he is jumping off of a motorcycle and parachuting down to a, to the train, he is literally jumping off a motorcycle and parachuting down to a yeah. train. That is literally well, think, what is happening. Remember they showed this. Uh, it was it was it trended on Twitter for a long time. I think he had a bungee suit or something when they first did it. He probably that's probably how they like practiced it out. They practiced it yeah, out. Yeah, with, that maybe yeah. And then yeah. but. Because I've seen them, like, actually, I saw the actual uh, shooting of, of this one. Once so they got to the point where they're actually shooting it, he's actually on the on the mic, on a motorcycle. Uh, and he's, it's, they've got a ramp they built that is designed to look like a, uh, designed to look like a mountain so they can jump him off this thing. It, 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 it like I said, it's all practically done. Uh, How many motorcycles are you, are you losing in oh this? Oh, gosh. How probably, crazy is that? I'm probably, I'm sure they, I'm sure they probably, don't do this take that many times because it is so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it's probably only two or three times they do the take, so it's probably only a couple of motorcycles. But nevertheless, it's still Crazy. more than I would want to get rid of. But uh, yeah. right. Uh, but like I said, this is where the, you know everything kind of comes to a head. Uh, and Gabriel, like I said, Gabriel is the villain of this thing, and this is where I was, I was struggling because like Carrie Elvis's character. Just shows back up at the end. Like I, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I still don't know exactly what the point of that was. Was he work? I guess he was working with Gabriel, but Gabriel kills him. Yeah, 
yeah, he was trying to he was trying to work with Gabriel. Obviously, he had been contacting uh, the city. What was it called? The entity. Entity. Yes, the entity. Uh, he had been contacting it as well, and he knew about where the submarine was. And then, yeah, that was a weird thing because it's like that's the one thing in these movies. Like the CIA type people, they always have a scene where they're like talking, just like Alec Baldwin did in Fallout. Right. And they just sound so like ridiculous, but I don't know why I still like it. It's, yeah, it's so it's so over the top. Oh, it, oh, it really is. I was just glad to see Carrie Ellis. I haven't seen him around in forever. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> when he showed up, I was like, oh hey, we got Carrie Ellis again because yeah. uh, uh, he was he had a, he, he was going to have his. We all thought he was going to kind of become the star after yeah. after uh, Princess, Bride, Princess Bride, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and it just never kind of ended up yeah. happening for him. So, uh, but. This is so basically, it feels like the first movie was all about the key, and so they finally mm-hmm. have gotten the key. Haley Atwell has told Kittredge that she has made the choice, which means that she's going to join the IMF team. I don't know about Palm Clemente. I thought she was about to die, but they, the yes, other, they, they said she had a pulse. Yeah, they said she has a pulse. I don't know what that means for her character. I don't know if we're going to get more of her in uh, the We're next getting film. more of her. We're getting more of her. Uh, but so. Like I said, so it looks like the whole point was to get the key. So now Tom Cruise, uh, Ethan Hunt, he has the key, uh, and Simon Pegg was there with him at the very end. So I'm assuming the entire team will get back together on in the second one. And the second one's, I guess, is going to be all about trying to uh, is about a, a to, mad dash to get to, get to the, the sub. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's fine. Like I said, I just don't. I, I hope we don't do any more with the key. Like I said, I'm hoping the key is now in. We're not messing with the key anymore. We're just messing with the submarine uh, because we messed yeah. with the key the entire first film. So let's not worry about the key right. now that we've got it. So yeah, I, I think I think that will be that'll be where we're going with that. Uh, like I said, it's a fun movie. Cr- I, Tom Cruise underwater stunts coming. Oh yeah, that, can't that, wait for that. Yeah, that should that should be interesting. I'll be really interested to see how they pull off some of those. But yeah. there'll be more stunts before then. I I, I feel oh, yeah. confident. So, uh, anything else you want to say about this before we do our awards? Uh, I thought one of the scenes that I laughed at was where Luther was talking to Tom Cruise, and they were like. You know, you you gotta think like AI. You gotta be right. unemotional. And I was like, uh, that's not gonna be hard for this guy. <laughs> no, it's not gonna be hard at all. So. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and do some awards real quick. All right, so here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a film or a season of a television show, we like to do uh, six awards that are all based on the six characters from Friends. Up first, we have the Rachel, who is your Rachel, which is the star of the show. I mean, it's got to be our man Tom Cruise, yeah. right? Yeah, he wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, sure. Uh, yeah, he's not yeah. passing the baton. No, yeah, he was supposed to pass the baton back and go his protocol, but uh, we obviously see that did not happen. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Tom Cruise, he's the star. There's no question about that. Uh, who is your Joey? A character you just enjoy, a, a favorite that you had while you were watching? So we've talked about. Uh, I'm going to say these four a lot. I'm going to give it to the females. Haley okay. Outwell, Vanessa Kirby, Rebecca Ferguson, Palm Clemente. Like like we mentioned, they, they were all four awesome. They brought so much to this. They were uh, just really a delight to watch. And uh, I, I'm glad. I hate to lose Rebecca Ferguson. Right. But I'm glad the others are involved. Yeah, I gave it to Haley Atwell and I gave it to uh, Palm Clemente. That's the two I went with. But uh, yeah, I'm fine with the other two as well. So, uh, the Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most, who's your Chandler? Uh, Ving Rhames and it's Simon Pegg. Yeah, it's, it's and let me shout two. out I didn't realize Ving Rhames is his real name is Irving. 
Oh, really? And his college roommate said, you know, you should go by, kept calling him Ving as a nickname, and it stuck. Huh? And that college roommate was Stanley Tucci. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good for him. So he, he knew yeah. what he was doing, obviously. So Yeah. Uh, the Phoebe, the oddball of the bunch. Who's your Phoebe? I went with the uh, Briggs and Degas characters of my man Shea Wiggum and uh, Greg Tarzan Davis, who was also in Top Gun Maverick. So uh, Tom Cruise must like him since he brought him back yeah. to another movie. I, I know so like, well. Are they good bad good guys bad guys? You know, right? You couldn't tell, but I I, I enjoyed them. I really like Shea Wiggum again. I, he's a he's good whenever whatever he's in. Uh, my Phoebe was the AI, the entity, because uh, I, I still don't understand what the what, what the entity is. So yeah. uh, just what all it's trying to do and everything, all that other fun stuff. So uh, the Monica, your character that is just important to the story. Who's your Monica? I went with uh, Henry Cherney as Kittredge. Yeah, I think that's the the best place to go, just because we haven't seen him since six movies. Yeah. Uh, but and he is actually a pretty pivotal role in this one. So uh, I really it, like him too. I think he does a fantastic job in that role. Yeah, because you never really know if he's good or bad. You you really have right. no idea. So uh, I really like him. There are times you think he's good. There are times you think he's bad. You you just never really know. Uh, the Ross, who's your Ross? AI in general. When are we going to learn, people? <laughs> when are we going to learn? Uh, I went with Isai Morales as Gabriel. I, like I said, I just wasn't real convinced of, and I, See, I, just, I, I didn't I like was that much. Really happy. I'm going to tell you, I'm happy for him because this is a guy that kind of had his moment in the '80s, and most likely, had he not been a Hispanic guy, that would, oh yeah, you know, he was. He didn't get his chances like the rest, like Mr. Cruz. Right. And like now he's getting a chance at 60 year old in a big budget movie. I'm happy for him. Oh, I happy. thought he did a good job. I'm happy for him. I just, like I said, trying to convince me that he's like the villain along with the AI. That, that was the other part of that I had issues with. So anyway. Uh, all right. So rating time here on the Man Attraction podcast. We have a five tier rating system. At the top is a succession. Uh, beneath the succession is a lost. Middle of the road force is friends. Beneath the friends is a full house. And bottom of the barrel force is a Baywatch. What are you giving Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1? It's no Top Gun Maverick, but it's still a succession. For me, it's a loss. I'm, uh, like I said, I, I had a few issues with it. I, I still had fun overall, but I yeah. enjoyed it. But I just had n- enough issues with it that I couldn't go all the way to the top for me. So, uh, And I think this was a really fun movie. Oh, yeah, that it was, was a ton it. of fun. I, I don't know if I expected that. Maybe Fallout was a little bit more serious. This one was really fun. Haley Atwell... Her addition, the stuff that was involving her character being a thief and how good she was at right. it—it's just so much fun. Oh yeah, like I said, it, I, I, I did enjoy. It. I thought it, I thought it was fun. Uh, like I said, I just there were some issues with the rest of the story elements of it that I just could not give it a, a succession. So, all right. Anyway, before we sign off, there we do like to do some recommendations. Uh, do you have any recommendations for I our do. listeners this week? I've only got one. So, uh, so. Okay, so I started watching uh, Joe Pickett on Paramount Plus, and it is it is so good. It's starring our guy Michael Dorman from For All Mankind. Okay, who played Gordo? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's about a uh, game warden. He plays a game warden, and this is the second season they're in, right? It's in season two. I watched. I binged the first season. Uh, earlier this week and I'm on season two okay. season two is ongoing on Paramount Plus he's a game warden in Wyoming and just as anything with weird with those small towns <laughs> in Wyoming and Montana weird stuff happens yeah, weird stuff he's happens. involved with it 
and he's really really good uh, i would highly recommend it uh especially if you like shows like longmire you know uh th- this has that kind of feel to it and it's really good and, and michael dorman is is a fantastic actor and i'm glad to see he's gotten another lead in something so i would recommend that uh also i watched uh the outlaws it was that netflix movie with piers brosnan oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. adam devine it's fun if you like netflix movies that are just fun, dumb action movies. <laughs> you know, th- this is this is something for you. I, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was good. It's funny at times. Pierce Brosnan, man, he's just he's just the best. He still has it. Yes, he does. So, uh, if, if you like those kind of movies, it's it, it's worth watching. Yeah. Uh, also, are oh, you watching? No, I haven't. I, I, like I said, I like Pierce Brosnan. I've, I've been surprised at yeah. just how much he commits to certain things that I've not oh, been yeah. surprised by. So Yeah. And then also, I watch After Sun. It was that Oscar movie uh, about a... Uh, it's starring that... Paul Mescal. Paul Mescal, the yeah. guy that's blowing up. He's the next uh, Chalamet, because he's like the lead of right. Gladiator 2 and something else. So, uh, it's, it's actually a very interesting... Uh, movie the way it is about a father a young father and a daughter on a holiday in Europe and it's kind of filmed from the daughter's point of view and she's using it's in the 90s so there's 90s music which is cool and she's filming it using a camcorder for the night it's 90s so the so the cinematography is kind of cool looking it kind of looks grainy like that so it's a very interesting movie I will tell you there's some art artsy movies that I, I just can't get into. This is about the limit, but it's still really good. Like, yeah, uh, I think you will like it. So it's all it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I need. I've been After watching. Sun, it. I'm getting like I said, it. Paul Mescal. I can see why he's blowing up. He was really good because he's playing like a 30 year old dad who's just still a kid. Yeah, and he got nominated for Best Actor for it. Yeah, he got nominated for Oscar. And like I said, he's blowing up after this movie. And finally. Plane is on stars. Oh, is I it? repeat, okay. <laughs> Plane is on stars. Gerard Butler, uh, the guy from the Marvel movies. What's his name? Mike Coulter, uh, the Marvel TV shows. Right. Go watch it now. <laughs> All right. So my one that I haven't had a whole lot of chances to watch stuff this week, uh, but the one that I did get a chance to watch, the second season of The After Party on Apple started this week. Uh, oh, yeah. I need it, to check that out. Yeah. So if you like the first one, and both you and I like the first one, uh, mm-hmm. definitely check it out. So uh, it's 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 good. Uh, the only characters that come back from the previous one are Anik, uh, played by what's his name? I can't remember the guy. Played Sam Richardson. Thank you, Sam Richardson. Chloe Zhao's character. Uh, I can't remember her name. Her, her character's name. And Tiffany remember, Tiffany Haddish's character is is makes a return as well. Those are the only three characters that return from the first season. But it's it's a fun show. It's funny. Uh, it basically takes every. If you didn't see the first one, it takes the it takes every episode becomes a different type of genre of television or movies, uh, and the, and so in this one we had the first two were we had another rom com because Anik's is, is a sequel because uh, he's doing a sequel rom com. Uh, the second one is in the style of a Jane Austen film, and the third one it looks like is going to be uh, in the tradition of a noir. We haven't gotten that far yet, but it looks like it's going to be a noir detective type story. Uh, the guy who played the 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 psycho in Blackbird I can't remember his name oh uh, Paul T- Paul Walker Hauser yeah he, he is a 
fantastic actor. And he is in the second season of The After Party. Oh, uh, and I he's, can't wait. he's hilariously funny in this show. Well, I also saw the greatest weirdo actor of all time, the great Zach Woods, is in this as well. You'll yes, remember yes. him from uh, The Office and Silicon Valley. He is always funny as well. Oh, yeah, he's always funny. He's good in this one, too. So, uh, Other than that, I think that kind of wraps us up for this one. Uh, anything else you want to share with our listeners before we head off? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.